There's something wrong. She just lost her money at a Timberwolf slot machine. She couldn't understand how she lost her $10 despite the fact that she came into a casino, plopped her ample ass into a chair, slid the bill in the validator, and pressed the buttons. The money was gone, and in her perspective, there was something terribly unfair afoot. What can I do to help? I want my money back. Did the machine not credit you with the money? What? What does that mean? When you put your $10 in, did it show up on the screen so you could gamble? Yes, and then I spun the thing and it took my money. So you gambled and lost. Yeah, I want my money back. This thing stole my money. I explained to her patiently that that is exactly what the machine is designed to do. Take your money and let you gamble. If you gamble and lose, it isn't stealing, it's gambling and losing. She couldn't get her mind around it. For 15 minutes, I demonstrated how she could win. The scores of micro-rules, the requirements in the fine print for larger payouts, the reels that would get her bonus games. She listened, but still wanted her $10, because in her mind, she was supposed to win. The concept of losing her money was like hearing someone speak in gibberish to her. I'm sorry, darling. I wish I could help you understand. You gambled and lost. You, you don't get your money back. Now, this is a casino, and every dollar you put in is a risk that you might lose it. If you can't handle losing it, you probably shouldn't play. Well, that's not fair, she responded. Her mouth turned into a sneer. Welcome to Vegas. If the concept of fair means we all get the same amount of pleasure from life minus any of the suffering... I'd suggest it isn't fairness at issue, it's our bizarre, self-serving definition of the term. I can, say, campaign to be the President of the United States, and when things don't pan out for me, I lose by a significant margin, I can decide it isn't fair because my desires to be a second-term leader have been rebuked. It doesn't change the fact that I lost. On the other hand, if my candidate, let's just call him, I don't know, Joe, we're in the same exact same position. I think it was unfair because my desires for Joe to win have been thwarted. In fact, I'd want Joe to fight with everything he had to combat the unfairness. I wouldn't want him to concede. I'd want him to litigate the election. Unlike Al Gore, I'd want him to place my sense of injustice before the country's well-being because I am the most important person in my world. If you're new to sports betting, here's a tip. When you place your bet and receive your ticket, look it over. Make sure it's the exact bet you placed. Standard practice is that once you walk away from the sports book, the ticket in your hand is the bet you placed. No do-overs. No voids after the game has been played. I have an issue. I trust Jason. He's the best. But I put $100 on the Raiders and he fucked it up. I should have won, but he didn't take the right bet. I'm sorry, once you walk away with a ticket, that's your bet. We can't void it now and allow you to change it after the game. That's bullshit, man. I need that money. Shouldn't have bet it because it was for my cable bill, but it was a sure bet. And Jason didn't write it down right. It's his fault, not mine. You ever go through a drive through at McDonald's? What? Yeah. They give you your order, you drive home, get inside, and discover that instead of a double quarter pounder with cheese, they gave you a filet fish I don't get this. If you drive back and ask for your actual order, they're not going to refund your money or give you a different order because you went home and didn't check it in the drive-thru, right? 
the receipt they gave you was for a fish sandwich. You have a fish sandwich, and it doesn't matter that practically no one likes those fish sandwiches. It's yours now. Oh, I get it. That ticket, that's your fish sandwich. So it's my fault, not his fault. How is it my fault? You didn't check the bet before you left. You are responsible for making sure you leave with the bet you placed. If you'd scanned it first, Jason could have voided it, the vet bet and then placed the right one. I mean, come on, you understand this. If people could come over and claim the bet they lost wasn't the bet they made after the game was played, Sportsbook would be out of business. You can't change the rules just because you lost. Well, that's bullshit. I hear you. Maybe you shouldn't gamble if losing is unfair. Yeah, but winning is the point. Yep. You win some, you lose some. Welcome to Vegas. Seriously, it isn't fair that the guy who slept with my second wife is now on a major Apple Plus show. It isn't fair that I loved that show and thought he was fantastic in it. It isn't fair that my best friend and I are roughly the same age and I have great hair and he's bald. It isn't fair that some people are ridiculously wealthy or intelligent or musically gifted while others are not. But them's the breaks, kids. Deal with what you can and leave fair to those unable to handle that no one deserves those things that make them happy, nor do they deserve those things that make them miserable. Deal with it or get some medication, because the cries of unfairness fall on mostly deaf ears because everyone else is thinking, you think your shit isn't fair, you should take a look at my life, chum. The rule of thumb in most casinos is that you aren't getting free drinks unless you're playing at least $10 in a slot machine. The logic of it is easy to guess. We give you free drinks to keep you playing. If you aren't playing them, then, there, then there's no earthly reason to ply you with complimentary booze. If you're playing less than the cost of a drink, yet expect one for free, you're out of luck. What you mean I can't get a beer? The cat walked in minutes before, plunked himself down in front of a Game King, stuffed a greasy single in the bill validator, and waited. My cocktail waitress told him he'd have to put more money in to get a comp beer, and of course he demanded to speak to the manager. She was rude to me. She was even racist at me. I don't come into an establishment to be racially profiled, and I can't believe she isn't fired for her attitude and bad customer service. All I asked for was a beer, and she was so hostile. I know my cocktail server wasn't rude, nor was she racist. I was just on the other side of the slot bank when he lost his cool. Besides, I know this game. This is the, if I put up enough squawk about how awful I've been treated, the manager will go all in on the customer is always right game. The squeaky wheel game. The look at the fake news and the mail-in vote so I couldn't have lost game. I'm sorry, pal. You'll have to be playing at least $10 to get a free drink. I want to speak to your boss, he thundered. No. What'd you say? No, you can't speak to my boss. You can enjoy playing your $1 sans drink. When you finish losing your dollar, you can go someplace and try with them, unless that's your only dollar, and then I guess you're shit out of luck. Man, that's just wrong. That's not even fair. Yeah, I hear you. Welcome to Vegas. Modernism is the assertion that truth can be known definitively. 
Postmodernism is the assertion that truth can never be known definitively. It can only be guessed at and approximated at best. That's Mark Manson. Remember back in the good old days before the country elected the most improbably unelectable bully and with the propensity to lie about, well, fucking everything? When Stephen Colbert made the satirical argument about truthiness, how we all laughed? Truthiness is the belief or assertion that a particular statement is true based on the intuition or perceptions of some individual or individuals without regard to evidence, logic, intellectual examination, or facts. At the time, this was Colbert's comic take on postmodernism. It is now not quite so funny because those on the fringes of our body politic are full-on postmodernists without a wink of, isn't this kind of ridiculous? The entire Trump strategy of contesting the election is postmodernist. We believe there was voter fraud, so it must be there. Now, never mind a lack of evidence. That predisposed intuition is enough to launch investigations and lawsuits, and whether any evidence is found, the gut, the gut assertion will be embedded. Now, modernism came around during the Enlightenment. Modernists argued that our understanding of reality could be improved upon through experimentation, observation, and reason. It arose as a response to the superstitions and control of the church and placed science and quantifiable data as a replacement for faith. Postmodernism was faith fighting back. Absent of a tether to God or a religious dogma, it simply posited that nothing was really true and that science is merely a tool for subjective focus. Tear down science and collect the data, and all you have left is faith. Here's some statements. The 75 million plus who voted blue in this election are socialist. The 75, 71 million plus who voted red in this election are racist. Joe Biden is a Trojan horse for the extreme left. Donald Trump was a dictator. Zoomers just live in their parents' basement and loot at any chance. Boomers are greedy, angry supporters of caging immigrant children. All white people are racist. All black people are violent. All men are fundamentally misogynist. All women are fundamentally misandrist. Twitter is an accurate reflection of the vast plurality of opinions. None of these statements is rooted in fact, all smack of truthiness. The hashtag not all blank responses to postmodern hashtags are not an agreement to the contrary, but another way of saying generalizations are mostly bullshit. In a recent Literate Ape cast with guest Peter Kremitis, the question was whether or not politics are fundamentally emotional. Of course, I argued that it should not be, but failed to recognize that in a postmodernist view, politics has to be based upon emotion and lived experience. In a postmodernist worldview, emotion and political activism are, are irre irrevocably intertwined. Donald Trump should have been repudiated, but he most certainly was not. He lost the election, but by a slim margin. Four million votes equals a whopping 1.25% of the population, which ain't, which ain't much no matter how you slice it, and definitely not repudiation. Trumpism is still alive and well, and the only aspect of our cultural and political climate equal in postmodern practice to that is the woke cult. Both truck in lived experience, anecdotal evidence over data, and a belief that their belief is enough to be their truth as opposed to the truth. 
both rely on almost entirely in suspension of rationality for the raw emotion so easily fooled. Stop the count except for the states I'm ahead in is only slightly different logic than white people who deny their racism are too fragile to acknowledge it. Sure, social media has exacerbated this postmodern truthiness, but we're mostly grown-ass adults and are wholly responsible for our own perspectives. I remember in the early days of the pandemic, which was, what was that like, like us last week, when those predisposed to believe the whole thing was a hoax and eagerly lapping up the cat vomit of faux scientists claiming it to be so. When asked why I thought it was real, I always answered exactly the same way. I listened to the consensus of credible scientists on the matter. That consensus of credible scientists indicates that the pandemic is real and will have real consequences should we ignore it. I think, after staring in awe at what I used to label mouth-breathing stupidity, the rise of this adherence to postmodernist thought is it feels like religion without a deity. Now, I can, uh, one can feel virtuous, understood, and supported by a community of like-minded believers by buying into the self-affirmation that one need not listen to expertise, but go with your gut and let the chips fall. The postmodernist wants to believe that a Trump voter is racist and sexist. A modernist looks at the data, sees that prior to the 2016 election, 4 million manufacturing jobs were eliminated in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan to be replaced by industrial automation. And those voters cast their ballots for the candidate who wanted to make America great again, rather than the one who told them, America is already great. A couple of rules of thumb I've learned to follow in the past four or five years. If I read it on social media best to assume it's bullshit. If the belief is not backed up by data, it's probably bullshit. If a politician says it without supporting evidence, bullshit. If it's full of buzzwords, intersectionality, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, turf, fragility, it's bullshit. And if it's a hashtag activism, it is most definitely, mostly bullshit. I'm a modernist. Why not join me and stop being led by your emotional need for faith? To grapple with postmodernism, one must acknowledge what a crock of bullshit it is and then recognize the signs that you're following that perspective like the lunatic fringe. Then do some fucking research. Christ, we have the most sophisticated information technology in history, so you have no excuse. Peculiar Journeys is a weekly podcast featuring stories and thoughts from an arrogant, overly confident white guy. Lots of episodes were recorded while I was living in Chicago, and now I'm in Las Vegas. Check out donhall.vegas for updates, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts.